You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, November the 9th. And I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith. Thanks for joining in today. You guys made it through the weekend. It was an historic weekend for a number of reasons. And uh, we, we, we made it through, and now uh, it's easy sailing, right? Uh, now, nevertheless, after Joe Biden won the uh, week-long election, or at least uh, as of right now, he's got what he needs to win the electoral college. And we made it through the hectic week, and... Hopefully I provide a little bit of a distraction, and hopefully I can do that today and reflect on 2020, and even though it was a disappointing end for St. Louis, let's talk about one of the good things. We've, this is the last off-season evaluation I've done. Uh, you know, catcher, first, second, short, third, outfield, starters, and that just leaves the relievers. I uh, I think that this was one of the uh, bright spots for St. Louis when you, when you really think about it, and so that will, I'll finish that up today. And that'll be my content for today. But we look forward to to a post on Twitter and Instagram. We'll get back on that today as well. Sorry, uh, last week was hectic. Not only because of the election, I just had some different uh, life things going on that prohibited me from posting late last week. And probably I think Wednesday I didn't post either. So apologies for that. But I'll get back on the posting train so you guys can see my quotes and some graphics and things like that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about the the pitching as a whole first of all because this was really. Like I said, one of the lone bright spots for St. Louis, uh, for the overall um, pitching-wise, not just bullpen, they had 3.92 ERA. Uh, but then when you look at the uh, the bullpen, just as relievers, the, the ERA does shoot up a little bit. It goes up to four. Um, but then you you look at the average against... That was uh, and that that was good for ninth. The average against was just two eleven, which was good for, th- you know, that, that was the third lowest average among relievers in the entire league. Uh, they faced 822 batters, which is a little bit obviously lower because they played a couple less games. But they they were tenth in opponents op on base percentage three fourteen. They were sixth in opponents slugging at three seventy two. Weighted on base uh, against them, they were tenth at three o two. So they had really solid. Numbers. I mean, when you look at the standard stuff, I mean, yes, the ERA was that a little high, but the, you know, the other than that, the standard metrics, um, kind of kind of stand up if you, if you look at the the whole bullpen, uh, numbers, and you know they really needed the bullpen to step up this year, from the COVID layoff and some of the starters having subpar years. You know, especially early when you had Dakota Hudson was struggling, you didn't know what Ponce or Gomber was going to give you on any certain night. But th- this bullpen, like kind of like what we talked about in the in the starting rotation, it was the depth of this pitching staff that really helped them, you know, h- helped them get to where they needed to be. St. Louis, when you look, like I said, when you look at more of the the advanced metrics among their relievers, um, what hurt them really was was the home run ball. They were one point three homers per nine, which is eighteenth, so middle of the pack. That that's why you see the ERA shoot up a little bit. They're not getting a lot of hits, giving up a lot of hits, but the hits they do tend to be big hits. Um, when you look at their strikeout percentage, it's good for tenth among bullpens with twenty five point one percent. Their WHIP was also really good, uh, which is good for eighth of one point two seven. 
what 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 was big for me though is a left on base percentage of seventy three and a half percent. So whenever they came in seventy five seventy three percent of the time, they were leaving that runner on base. The Heritage runners almost never scored against these guys, which is really really clutch. When you when you look at who had the the lowest fielding independent pitching, St. Louis was was in the middle of the pack, seventeenth there with four point six three. Um, so the lowest on any of these rankings. So we notice it. It's like eighteen twenty, which is really really solid I, I think and um you know like i said this bullpen was just so deep this 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 team is so incredibly pitching rich you know and it like i said it really aided this team and it was what allowed this team to go far you know i i said this a couple of different times even in the bullpen this i think this range true they might not have you know the the, the top guys of you know the names in, in the back end of the bullpen but I'll tell you what, they got some guys that can play back there, especially, especially in the bullpen. And you know, they, they aren't really losing much. And if anything, they're, they're gaining a couple of guys back that had really strong 2019s and, and prior. You're, you're gaining back a a Jordan Hicks, 100-mile-an-hour flamethrower with a wicked slider. And you're gaining back John Brebbia, who, while people will just remember him for the funny beard, John Brebbia was a solid, solid pitcher. And th- those are two great, great additions for the St. Louis Cardinals, especially in their bullpen, which was already pretty strong. But th- these are just two additions that you're getting in the bullpen that are going to make a very strong bullpen, one of the elite bullpens next year. So let's go ahead and talk about, before before I talk about 2020, guys, let's go ahead and talk about the, the two guys, that, you know, the minimum that two guys uh, that, that they're getting back in John Brebbia and Jordan Hicks. And I'll start with Brebbia. Brebbia is known for his weird beard, the way he shaves it, and <laughs> all these different things. But I think people forget how good he is. <laughs> you know, in his career, he's 314 ERA, war of 2.5, 198 strikeouts, and 175 innings pitched, whip of 1.103. So, I mean, these are solid, solid numbers. You know, ZRA has, has slowly gone up. His feeling independent pitching, though, has you know, traditionally gone down. His whip has stayed pretty much hovering just around one. Uh, one, one number that I am concerned about with, with Hicks is his walks per nine, um, 3.3, which is high anyways, but especially for a bullpen guy, and it's gone up from 1.9 in 2017 and 2.8 in 2018, um, and again, 3.3 in 2019. But his strikeouts per nine have hovered right around 10 and a half. It was at 10, 10.8 in 2019. And in that year, 3.59 ERA, finished 22 games. He had 72 innings pitched. He struck out um, – uh, 87 batters and area plus of 118 which is you know above league average and that's always been above league average for Brewer. I mean this is a guy that like I said he's you know kind of known for that weird beard and but he, this guy gets out he, he really does 72 and two-thirds of an innings pitched is, is hard to replace and it's hard to replace with, with that kind of ERA and that kind of success uh when when you look at you know the, the kind of guy that John Brebbia is and I think it's, it's really uh important when you look at this bullpen and how, like I've talked about, the depth, how important that is. But it's also important that you have a guy like John Brebbia who can come in and get you outs. And that's exactly what he did. He's done for the last three years. And hopefully that's something that he'll continue to do in 2021 for St. Louis. But when you, when you look at Jordan Hicks, this is a guy that is known for the flamethrower. Being a flamethrower, right? 100 miles an hour, 103, 105 even a little bit. And, you know, he's got a wicked wipeout slider to go on top of that. He's your prototypical closer. When you look at how, you know, just the, the repertoire that he has, he's your prototypical closer. But what I like about Hicks more than anything else is that his numbers improved from 2018 to 2019. The only thing really that, that that's 
the concern is that his inning, innings pitch dropped significantly because of some injuries and some time off. But his ERA dropped from 359 to 314 from 2018 to 2019. His ERA plus jumped from 108 to 136. His fielding independent pitching dropped from 374 to 321. His whip dropped from 1.4 to 0.94. His homer, or hits per nine dropped from 6.8 to 5. His walks per nine, which are still too high, but they dropped from 5.2 to 3.5, and his strikeouts from 8.1 to 9.7. This is a guy that knows how to pitch. Sometimes you get these flamethrowers come in, and you know, especially these young guys, and he's only, he'll be 24 next time he throws a baseball. He, he, they come in, and they, they try to throw with all their might, and they, they say, okay, this heater got me here, this heater's going to keep me here, and this heater's going to live with me forever. It's not the case, and I think Hicks knows that. Jordan Hicks is a guy that has just... The way he improved, the way he's able to miss barrels and miss bats, not just the fastball, but the sinker that he throws as well, which is also 95-plus miles an hour, I think it's his biggest success factor, and I think that that's a big reason I'm really looking forward to Jordan Hicks in 2021. And, um, you know, I just I just think he's going to be really solid for the Cardinals, and he and Brebbia, who are joining the squad, I think will do tremendously well. But... Um, there are guys in 2020 to talk about, which is what I'm going to talk about for the rest of the show today. Kind of highlight these guys, um, not as in depth as I did Brebbia and um, Hicks, obviously because of timing, and that would be a long show. But uh, still, talk about 2020 and how important these guys were. But first, let's talk about BuiltBar.com and the incredible new and improved product of Built Bar. They have six new incredible flavors. My favorite one of the new ones is Cookies and Cream. They also have 12 amazing original flavors ranging from coconut almond to raspberry to mint brownie to salted caramel to double chocolate, orange coconut, and even peanut butter brownie. These are just a few of the incredible flavors at BuiltBar.com. They're soft, they're easy to chew, but most importantly for me, they are 100% covered in chocolate. But just because they're covered in that delicious chocolate does not mean they're not great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let's take a look at a flavor profile for my favorite cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, an incredible, incredible health bar. Right now, you go to BuiltBar.com and get a chance for a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last, so head over there quickly. But you can also go to promo. BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for a guaranteed 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On at 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We all know how bad the offense was in 2020. We, we talk about that a lot. I talk about that a lot. But what I want to talk about more is the incredible pitching of the St. Louis Cardinals staff. From one guy, the top guy, to the last guy, this Cardinals staff knows how to get outs. Johnny Holstaff. The incredible depth of this Cardinal pitching staff, not just in the starting rotation, but the incredible depth of the entire staff was remarkable this year. It saved their season. It allowed them to get to the playoffs and go to three games with the incredible Padres. They had 20 different players come in and relieve a baseball game. 20 in a 60-game season. That's a lot. They had 10 guys start a baseball game. But the depth of this bullpen, and the de- not only the depth, but the execution of this bullpen that allowed Mike Schultz to go to these guys day in and day out, 
for the most part, knowing what you were going to get. Obviously, these guys are human, but for the most part, knowing what you're going to get from these bullpen guys, the consistency that they showed through the entire season was remarkable, and I commend them for having such a great season. Some guys that, that I want to highlight here, Tyler Webb. I think Tyler Webb gets an awful rap. I think people don't like him for some reason, but when you look at the numbers, I get that numbers aren't everything. Fine. But when you look at the numbers, the numbers are great. ERA of 2.8, strikeout percentage is low, walk percentage is extremely low, though, of 8%. And he had ground ball percentage of 60... No, I'm sorry, that's in a start. He had a ground ball percentage of 40%. Great year. You know, I just think that he's he's a guy that nobody really talks about. Nobody wants to talk about him for some reason. But, it's, you know, he had really solid numbers. Average against him was 213. Sorry, it took a second to load. Whip of 111. Left on base percentage of 89%. 90% of the time, literally the saying goes, 9 out of 10 times, Tyler Webb was coming in and not letting his inherited runner score. I'm taking that any day of the week from a bullpen guy. Obviously, not going to talk about all 20 bullpen guys, but there are you know, a handful of guys that I want to highlight as you know, the, the big names for me moving forward. And the first guy that's probably going to be in his final year as a St. Louis Cardinal is Andrew Miller. He's not what he was in 2016. That's clear. But I think you know, when, when you talk about a guy like Jordan Hicks who had the flamethrower stuff, you know, just try to, and the typical flamethrower trying to just to throw the ball by people, I just don't think that you know, if Miller has that anymore, obviously he's going to sit 90, you know, 93, maybe whatever. Throw a lot, a lot of sliders, but his strikeout per nine rate was really good at 11. Uh, walked a little bit too much for me at 3.46, but his left on base percentage was 76%, which again, I'm going to take pretty much every day. Whip just over one, opponent batting average of 191. Um, so I just think that he had a solid year as a bullpen and you know, for, if anything else, he's, he's a guy that can, that can teach the other bullpenners a thing or two. You know, this is a guy that's been around the league since 2006 when you look at all of his um, all of his career. It's, it's, it's remarkable that he stayed around this long, and I think that he is a solid guy. When the other left, two other lefties, or one other lefty, I already talked about Webb, rather, is Genesis Cabrera. I think this guy's going to be legit. His walk percentage was... Or, you know, his walks per nine were a tad, a tad high for me. <laughs> uh, he kind of got wild a little bit. Walks per nine of, of nearly seven. Strikeouts per nine of nearly 13. Homers per nine of 1.21. So obviously a room to grow up, but this guy's stuff is electric. Strikeout percentage of 33%. Opponent batting average of 132 against him. Gave up a little bit too many base runners, though. Left on base percentage again of 82%. Guy gets out. Another electric guy that, that I think pairs really well with him is Alex Reyes. Will he get a shot at the starting rotation? I don't know. But in 2020, he had an, a pretty solid year. 320 ERA, 324 whip, uh, and 19 innings, 15 games. One of those being a start for Alex Reyes. Um, you know, just really solid stuff. A little too many home runs, but, you know, his walk rate has continued to go down in the last couple of years, which, which is what you like to see. Uh, opponent batting average against him, though, is 194. Again, other guys that I'm not going to go through numbers for because we're, we're running out of time, but they are really solid guys are Daniel Ponce de Leon, Austin Gomber. They stepped up huge this season for St. Louis, both in the bullpen and in, as starters, when you, when you talk about especially for Ponce de Leon, who stepped up big time near the end of the year. 
But Gomber's end ERA was 1.86, which I think was lower than what I would have expected coming into it. But both he and, and Ponce de Leon were, were huge building pieces this year for St. Louis. And then John Gant and Giovanni Gallegos were also two guys that are remarkably consistent. You know, John Gant's ERA ended at 240. Gallegos gave up a couple of, of big hits that was tough, gave it to uh, 360. But his FIP, fielding independent pitching, was 206. 37% strikeout rate for Gallegos. Gant was at 30. For, again, I'm not going to dive into any more numbers because of time, but from, from top to bottom, even within the bullpen, let alone the starters, the, these pitchers know how to pitch, and they got the job done remarkably well. So when, when you look at the, the grade for this, and I've been pretty harsh on, on positional guys, but for pitching, I can't help but give an A to, to the St. Louis Cardinals pitching staff, relief pitching staff. They deserve an A. They kept this team alive. The depth helped them tremendously throughout the season, and I give the Cardinals relievers an A for 2020. But that's all I got for the Monday show. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. And stay tuned for more Locked on Cardinals content throughout the week. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.